the other day I was in Subway crying, snot, tears, you know, just looking a complete mess just in the Subway restaurant eating a salad and crying, you know, because I'm on a fast and stuff. I ain't ate meat in five months. You know, I'm just, I'm at my wits end. You know, I'm crying. I'm supposed to be in church service. I'm tired of being around people who, you know, don't really care much about me, but want to rub up against me to get hugs. It really, to me, never really, never really felt genuine, right? So I'm, so I'm in Subway crying. Don't want to be bothered with the people at church. You know, don't want to be bothered with myself and my situation, you know, my car broke down, I fixed everything on it, I fixed the wa- water pump, I fixed a serpentine belt, yet I still hear screeching, yet the antifreeze still falling out of my car like a waterfall at Niagara, you know, and um, it was just heartbreaking. It was frustrating, infuriating, everything you can think of I felt in that moment, and my sister said, where you at? You know, when she met up with me, she left church, <laughs> all on a Sunday morning, mind you, met up with me, and she said, what's going on? I told her how I felt, what was going on, where I was at with stuff. And she said, you know, you got to take it easy. This is the first time that you ain't been on top. You know, you're used to being on top. You're used to being the best in what you do. You know, this is your first time you really had to struggle, you know, and go through stuff. And you've been in a bad relationship. And you gave somebody your all and it didn't work out. Take the next left onto West 17th Street. You know, and they didn't treat you right. And I said, um... And she says to me, you know, she said, I'm Take proud the next of you. left onto West 16th Street. Because most people, you know, they don't do what you're doing. I was like, what's that? <laughs> she said, <coughs> she said, you're taking the time to figure out who you are. She said, you're taking the time to figure out, you know, where things went wrong. Feet, turn right onto South Clark Street. You know, you're figuring out what you want in life and what you want to do. She said, most people, when they get fresh out of a bad relationship, you know, they immediately start looking for someone else to date or they start having sex. Or, you know, they start partying or going to the club. She said, you ain't doing none of that. You're spending time with God. You're figuring turn out who right you are. South Clark Street. You know, you're figuring out what makes you tick. You know, she said, you're, you're figuring out stuff about yourself. You're fasting. You know, she said, most people on the, at the church haven't even gone on a fast as long as you have. You know, you're really taking the time to figure out stuff about yourself right now. And the truth was, after I got the last relationship, you know, it was three years long. Well, over three years, just over three years. And in a quarter mile, for me, left to stay on South I felt Clark like Street. the relationship was so not what I wanted. It was so messed up that I had to take the time to sit down mm-hmm. and say, we found a faster what route did I do I-94 West and U.S. Highway how 49 can I, North. How can I fix this? Five minutes. If you prefer to stay on the current route, tap no thanks. You know, I thought, how, how can I fix this? How can I make things right right now? How you can I... to stay on South Clark Street. How can I do something that, that that's going to help me, you know? And in the end, I Continue found out the South only Clark way Street I can help me... Mile. The only way I can do what I'm called to do is by spending time with Jesus Christ. Because, I mean, I've been in situations where it's like I get out of one relationship or I get out of one bad situation or I I stop talking to this dude and I bounce to the next. And I just couldn't do that anymore. In a quarter mile, turn left onto West Polk Street. 
I just couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't put myself in a situation where, where I didn't show myself love and attention, where I didn't show God how thankful I was for delivering me out of the hands of the enemy, where I didn't make sure I wasn't in the right mental space to carry on. A lot of times we go on talking to the next person and we're not even in the right mental space to date, to be in a relationship, to to do much of anything, you know? And if you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, how could you really be in a relationship? Because the moment you figure out who you are, that relationship is probably going to be thrown to the wayside or you're going to, or God's going to bless you where you could grow together. Yeah, yeah, shut up. But ultimately, sorry, someone's (laughs) trapping. But ultimately what I learned is you can't date someone and you haven't taken the time to get in tune with who you are. You can't love someone and you haven't taken the time to ask God who you are in him. A lot of times we want to date, we want to make love. We, we want to do things that God hasn't released us to do. If you haven't been released to be in a relationship, West Polk Street. take the time right to sit South down Street. and spend your single moments with God. See, the things that we can accomplish single sometimes don't even compare to things we can accomplish in a relationship. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with marriages, because I've seen married preachers, I've seen married couples, I've seen all kinds of married Christians work together and accomplish goals far better as a couple than maybe even single. But ultimately, some of us have to be used to going on this single journey. And I wouldn't even say someone's single. We need to be used to standing on God alone in faith. That's not always a partnership venture. That's not always you and me and Dubree. You know, sometimes they're just an individual quest. Right now, I feel like I'm on a journey. I'm on a quest to figure out what God has in store for me, who I'm supposed to be without someone on my arm. And when God does bless me, we'll be that much better because I'm praying that not only will he have put in the work that was necessary for us to be together on his own time alone, but we'll be in a place where we both took the time to seek God in faith and in truth. I want to see God from a pure place, from an honest place, from an I'm broken, stuff went wrong. I made a I made a left when I should have made a right. I, I made a right when I should have made a left. I should have went straight, but I took a U-turn. I want to tell God the truth. I don't want to be up here hopping from relationship to relationship, person to person, and then I try to hand God my mess. But now my mess got children involved. Turn right toward West Polk Street. But then now my mess is West a situation where somebody, you know, and I aren't seeing eye to eye because we weren't supposed to be together. There's a 24-minute slowdown on Kennedy Expressway in one mile. You are still on the fastest route. I don't want to put Take myself the in a situation right the South financial place. where God's not able to give me the things that he wanted to because I was neglectful of him. Because I was neglectful of the time that I should have been spending with the Lord. If I'm by myself... Turn left onto West Harrison Street. And if I'm not in a place where I'm seeking the Lord, even turn if I'm in a relationship, I need to be in a place where I can turn seek right the Lord. Onto South financial place. My problem in my last relationship was I was seeking the Lord diligently during that relationship. 
Turn right onto South Financial out. Place, then turn left onto West Ida B. Wells Drive. I was stressed out. And I started seeking the Lord diligently. Take the okay. next right onto South Wells Street, then turn left onto West Ida B. So Wells Drive. So, because I stressed out, I started seeking the Lord diligently. You know, seeking them, seeking them day and night, night and day. Um, water fast with no food type seeking them. I, I was determined. I said, I'm going to see the face of the Lord. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to see the face of the Lord. Turn left onto Even West Ida B. Wells Drive, me, then I'm continue onto Illinois 110 you know, West. And I was so determined. And I said, if I seek the Lord, he'll bless my situation, right? With the former guy I was with, I kept on thinking, if I keep on seeking the Lord, if I spend time with him, he'll bless my situation. He'll, 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 um, he'll, he'll help him. He'll help the guy I'm with right now open right, his heart to God. I -90 West, but the I -94 thing is, West. God doesn't force himself on no man. He never had an interest in Jesus Christ. Never. But from what he told me and from what he had vocalized to me, he was open to believing in Jesus Christ. He, he had a relationship with God. But the truth is, he never had one. He never had a relationship with Jesus Christ. He never wanted nothing to do with Jesus Christ. He didn't, he didn't like Jesus. He, and I didn't figure that out until my father died. And I was like, why is he treating me so bad? It was literally when my father died and my ex had treated me. Keep left to stay on I-94 like, West. I-94 West. Despicably. Then I started questioning, you know, what I had done by being in a relationship. Matter of fact, the relationship was so bad that we had gotten to physical confrontations because I don't... Some stuff I can't tolerate. As a, as a, as a human being, I can't tolerate. When someone stops, starts hopping out their body at me, I don't take too kind to it. Um, and I'm not one of those people that's going to let somebody talk to me in any type of way because I'm going to be somebody to the punch. If you're talking to me crazy, if you're trying to act like you're going to run up, run up then. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and I shouldn't be like that, but I get like that. So what I learned is Sometimes people can lie to you about what they believe in in order to get you into their situation or to get you hooked. They can lie about how they feel about Christ or God. They can be like, okay, well, you know, I believe in Christ just to get Keep you. Left to stay knowing that once they get you, you know, pregnant or once they've dated you for so long, it's going to be hard for you to leave, right? But they know the whole time they ain't want nothing to do with God. They know the whole time they were never interested in his love and mercy. But they'll front like they're interested in order to keep you around and that's why in the bible it says um it talks about it talks about how there are many things in the heart of man i gotta find that exact verse so i can put this in here right now but i, I remind myself to look at there's many interests in the heart of man something to that effect but the word of the lord will stand for some people, they don't believe in Christ, but it doesn't change the strength of who Christ is. It doesn't alter the power and the glory and the majesty of Christ just because the next person doesn't believe. What hurts is many of us people who believe in Jesus are being misled. Like we'll date somebody and they say they believe in Christ. They don't believe in Christ or they might believe it, say they or they might believe in Christ, but they believe in him from a religious point of view. But Christ came to destroy tradition. He came to destroy religion. He came to um, eradicate 
just living based off of rules and not living in spirit and in truth when you worship the Lord because the Lord is bigger than, than a set of rules written on tablets. You have to really build a relationship with, with the Lord. You have to really worship him out of wanting to get closer to him, not out of wanting to live righteous so no one can question your actions. You know, many of us, we just want to get into heaven, but we don't ever really try to build a relationship with Christ. Christ is a, Christ is a, was a man. Christ is a man. Christ is God. Christ knows how humans operate. And he doesn't want you coming to him with fake love, partial love, part-time love, false love, manipulative love. You know, Christ wants that 100% love. And once you get, when you're getting a guape love from a father that cares for you, why would you want to give back? as the son or the daughter love that's not even love that doesn't even that doesn't even try to um be honest i think that is getting to a point where people got to look in the mirror and say who do i worship do i worship myself do i only believe in god so i can get the benefits of being a, a a christian or do I truly believe in God because he's my savior, because he's my beginning and my end? And I think that at this point, I've seen a lot of people jump into relationships and not take the time to get healed. I've seen a lot of people say, you know, because they believe in God, they should be blessed. But how much time do we really take to cry before the Lord, to fast, to pray, to read the Bible, to, to stumble and ask questions of the Holy Spirit? How many of us have really ushered the Holy Spirit into our life? Even if it hurts, even if it feels awkward, even if it feels weird, even if it feels like we're talking to ourselves. How many of us are really taking that time to, 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 to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit who was left here in the stead of Jesus Christ? He left his Holy Spirit here with us. How many of us are really taking the time to let the Holy Spirit teach us and guide us and mold us and change us and love on us and love on us unconditionally? I want to be loved on unconditionally. I really do. I have a desire in my heart of hearts for unconditional, never-ending, undefinable record-breaking, world-shattering love. I have a deep, aboding desire to be cared for, to be held close, to be thought of well, to be respected, to be, um, to be somebody that matters to someone else. I have that desire within my very core to be loved in a way that I wasn't loved before. In 600 feet, use the left I lane to take the I-90 West, I-94 exit. To be thought of, like, it's beautiful. And not because I'm putting out, not not because, not because I cook well, not because I look good, not not because I, not because I wear brand, uh, name brands, not because I'm, um, on a top model stature, not because of who my family is, not because of wealth, 
or lack thereof. I have a desire to be loved and cared for. Use the left lane to take the I-90 West exit, then merge onto I-90. That's the type of desire I have in my heart of heart, in my soul, in my being. I have a desire to be loved. I've always wanted to be loved. I love so much, and I've always wanted to be loved in return. And there's so many times in my heart, in my heart of hearts, that I felt like, dang, don't nobody love me for real, you know? Like, my mother and father, yes, but no one else loves me. No one cares for me. No one no one thinks well of me, you know? No one, no one wants to be there for me at night, you know, when I'm... No one wants to be there for me at night when the creatures come, you know, when the thunder strikes, when the bottom's falling out the cup. I want someone to be there when the bottom's falling out the cup and to say, baby, God's going to put the cup back together and make us a brand new vase. I, I truly desire a man of God who will hold my head and tell me never to drop it as long as Christ is on the throne, which is forever. I, I, I have a deep, resounding desire that, that, that goes beyond the span of the skies to be cared for in a way where my heart is, is viewed as beautiful and worthwhile. Where someone can love me like it's going out of style. I do not ever want to be idle when it comes to the things of caring. And I don't want someone to be that way with me. I cannot be in another relationship where we faking like we love each other. And I didn't even fake on my end. I did what I could while I could, even while I was bedazzled. But I cannot be with someone who doesn't want to be with Christ. No, I cannot do it. Continue on I-90 for sorry. four miles. Anyone who wants to be with someone like that, just so they can say they got someone that's not even a relationship, it's just a lie. It's a lie because if you ever get to a point where you fast so much, where you pray so much, where you seek God's unchanging face so much that you look over at your partner and they don't recognize you and you don't recognize them because your relationship is intensening with the Lord. It, a relationship with the Lord can only go higher. It goes from glory to glory. Oh, actually, you could go lower too, just depending on what's going on in the relationship. You know, because sometimes we may feel like we're seeking the Lord in spirit and in truth, and that may not be factual. The Lord may feel like, I haven't heard from you, my child. Head northwest on I-90 West, I-94 West. What you get caught up in? Who you been with? Continue on I-90 West for seven miles. You know? someone that we can play with the lord is not someone that we can act like we've been committed to we ain't been committed to the lord not gonna be like where were you last night the lord know where you was at last night the lord is not gonna be like where were you this morning the lord saw where you was at this morning yes he knows who kitchen you was getting bagels from and if it wasn't his if it was the devil's or if you haven't been taking the time to really seek him from a place of um, from a place of brokenness, sometimes I think as Christians we want to look so good that we don't take the time to say, "Let me see God in the place of my brokenness. Let me see God. 
Let me see God with, without this mask on. Let me see God with the ugly crying face. You know, with the, with the, with the, with where you, where you been There's crying so much that your eyes swell and they start to turn red and you start to turn all pink and rosy in the cheeks. But your lip is so bent out of shape from crying that it flip inside out at the bottom. That's the place that God, that me and God have met at various times. I'll be in the midst of crying so hard that I almost want to pull the car over because that's how much the tears are falling from my eyes. That's how stressed I am. That's how much I need a miracle. That's how dedicated I am to calling on the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And I'm not ashamed. And no one can make me feel ashamed. I've lived in shame long enough to know that my God is bigger than my problems. I know that God is bigger than my struggles. I know that God is bigger than the qualms I have with people. I know that God is bigger than, than the tears I shed. I know my God is bigger than that. And because I know my God is bigger, I know that I can come to him not only with all my problems, but I can come to him in my most raw place. In a place where I can't go to sleep at night and my mind is wandering. And I go from being okay to completely broken. I will seek God forever. But I can't try to seek God and be in a relationship where I feel as though the person I'm with is fighting against my relationship with Christ. I can't be in a relationship with Christ and someone's fighting against it again. That doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. It will never work. There will never be a day where you will be with someone. And if they and if they are letting you know in so many ways, don't seek the face of the Lord. There are so if, if you're trying to go to church and the person that you're with is throwing every roadblock in your face in order to stop you from going to church, that's the problem. I remember the last day my father was alive. Well, the last Sunday my father was alive. My ex stopped me from being on time to church. He threw every obstacle in my way that morning and still tried to blame me for why I couldn't make it to church on time. After he literally threw every obstacle he could in my face to try to discourage me from going. And I promise you, I was so angry. I was so angry because I wanted to be on time that morning. I had a deep desire to be there on time, but it didn't work out that way at all. There was times my ex didn't want to go to church so much. There was times I went to church. By the time I made the church, I walked in, people were walking out. The church service was over. It's like, I couldn't, it's like, instead of him just saying, I don't want to go to church. I want to undo Christ. He would go along with stuff and act like he was cool with it when he wasn't. There was a lot of passive aggressive lying and conniving and sneaking behind my back. I don't like stuff like that. I've always been a very honest, blunt person. And I know. Woo! I know a lot of people don't like that. I know a lot of people can't stand that. 
I know a lot of people don't know what to do with that. But for me, that's the only way I can live. And in addition, I want to talk about something else. The importance of forgiveness. It's important that you forgive your exes and those who did you dirty and those that broke your heart and those that made you feel like you weren't worthy of being loved. But in addition to that, I was listening to Derek Prince the other day. He said something very profound. He said, one of the hardest things you can do sometimes is to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. A lot of times we get mad at ourselves and we hold grudges against ourselves for being in a relationship with the wrong person, for dating the wrong person, for making love to the wrong person. But after God has forgiven you, after you have forgiven everyone else, or after you have forgiven everyone else, after God has forgiven you, make sure that you take the time, that you take the tears or whatever it takes for you, that you you take that effort to forgive yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you can't love you, If you can't give the same remorse that you give to others, to yourself, after you've already given it to God, then how can God fix what's broken if you won't let him fix you? If you won't let him comfort you? If you won't let him embrace you? A lot of times we hold grudges against ourselves that we're not even aware of. There are many of us who have had children in and out of wedlock by the wrong people that have built relationships with the wrong people that have um, that have come into alignment with individuals that we could never fully trust And instead of addressing that, instead of addressing the fact that we, that we made a wrong turn somewhere along the way, that we made a mistake, some of us beat ourselves up. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure there are many others. I just want to take this time now to say, forgive yourself. mistake because if the Holy Ghost leads our footsteps our, our every our every um, footstep if he's a light on if he is the light onto our footsteps then we we can't go astray but if we're making our own choices sometimes we mess up because we don't know the devices of man's heart there we go there's many devices in the heart of man that's what I meant to say earlier so note to self I'm gonna annotate this part so I can put this in the book um, there's many devices in the heart of man. I think a lot of times we assume because someone smiles at us to give us certain looks and talk to us a certain way that we know what's going on inside of them. We don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. And sometimes it's because people hide stuff and sometimes it's because there's certain things we just don't know. We're only human. 
You know, I don't have a lie detector test to pull out to make sure everything's okay. And even if I did, who's to say it wouldn't come up wrong? But I want to rephrase that. Uh, annotate here. You don't have a lie detector test to pull out to make sure everything's true. And even if you did, how would you know they aren't cheating the test or that something isn't wrong? For some people, it may not be their first time taking a lie detector test. It may not be their first time um, having to look believable. Some people will only go as far in a relationship in terms of conversation or growth or development as far as they think it'll take for you to open up to them, for you to be vulnerable to them. Because the stipulations on somebody that believes in Christ versus the stipulations of someone that's agnostic or someone that's just not a believer. We get to say not a believer. Because if you if you don't believe in me, I have you know, you have no parts with God. Right? If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you have no parts with him, right? Sometimes they will go through a certain level of trying to qualify in your eyes according to man-made qualifications. I I just recently realized I can't date according to the world standards. Honestly, I probably had no business dating at all. Because when you believe in Christ, you should be courting. That's being with someone with the intention to marry them. If you don't see the ability to marry this person, you should not be with them. And, and the requirements for marriage is so much higher than dating. So I'm questioning if it's even biblically correct to date. How can we date people? And, 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 and go according to the world standards for relationships when our standards should go according to the word of God when our standards should go according to the Holy Spirit's guidance when our standards should go according to spiritual matters as opposed to physical, financial um shallow matters you know because money can dry up beauty can fade a six pack can turn into fat a, a nice body a nice countenance and, and look about someone that that can turn to dust at some point but the truth is the core mechanisms of someone who someone is which is their faith right or their lack thereof those are the type of things that will stay around or their character or their morality, or their um, or their spirituality. Some people believe in Christ, but they have no spiritual life, right? Which I never really understood personally. To believe in Christ, but to have no spiritual life. What is that? So you're saying you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins? But you haven't taken the time to figure out who Jesus Christ is. You haven't figured out, taken the time to figure out who the Holy Spirit is. You haven't taken the time to figure out who, who the Father is. You haven't taken the time to search for the glory of, 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 of God. But you say you believe in God, but you go to church every Sunday. 
you sit in the front row, you talk to the pastor, you have plans on baptizing your child when you have one, and getting married, but you have no real intent to seek out, to search for Jesus Christ. When it comes to Christ, seeking you will find there has to be a certain level of determination when it comes to building a relationship with God. Sometimes you have to sacrifice. Not even sometimes. A lot of the time, you're going to have to sacrifice. You got to cry. You're going to have to, you know, spend some time digging into the depth of who you are to give God your best. To give God, not even your best, but your, but your all. God doesn't want someone who doesn't sacrifice. You know, sometimes we believe that we have to reach for God. You know, we have to reach up, you know, to, to get the best things of God or, or to get close to God. And the truth is, we have to be down. We have to be, look at Christ. He was a slain lamb doing the will of his father. So what does that mean for us? That means we have to be at a point of being broken. Being able to see that we are already broken without him. Being able to cry the tears of a soul that doesn't know who they are outside of God. We have to be in a place where we can show our scars to God without being scared, our wounds to God knowing that he will heal them, our pain to God knowing that he can make all that pain be our testimony. No, often, I don't think people have, I, don't, I think people are scared to be honest with God because they're not honest with themselves because they're not honest with their loved ones. So how can they be honest with the creator if they're living a lie? So many of us are living a lie. Nowadays, with all these um, electronics, it costs more to look good than to be good. And what do I mean by good? Only goodness can come from Jesus Christ. So I say it costs more to look good than to be good because it's going to cost you in the end if you're not honest with yourself. It's going to cost you in the end if you're not forthright about where you are in your relationship. Some of us don't really have a relationship with Christ. So when we don't seek out the Holy Ghost to figure out who people are, we may never truly know the depth of their despair or what they're, or what they're going through because they don't know. How can we ask people to be honest when they've never been honest with anyone? How can we ask people to be forthright when some of them have never been forthright? Some people, their entire lives are a lie. They're just living a lie. They don't, you know what's crazy? I wish I could make it sound like they're not even, not all of them are even bad people. They just spent their whole lives living a lie. Being a lie. They mama lied, they daddy lied, they sister lied, they brother lied, they auntie lied, they cousins lied, they grandmother lied, and they don't know how to tell the truth. And the truth isn't found. It's not found at the bottom of a seed floor in a pearl. The truth isn't located 
at the top of Mount Everest after you did a huge climb. The truth isn't. It, it, it's, it's not. It's not at the. The truth isn't found at the Golden Globes. The truth isn't discovered at, a, at when you win a Pulitzer surprise. The truth isn't located. in the midst of deep psychological philosophical thought the truth is taking the time to let God deal with your hurt and pain the truth is meant to God that 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 you got some issues maybe a lot of issues if you anything like me you know the truth isn't the truth isn't pretty it's not supposed to be pretty it's not supposed to be pretty the truth the truth is what keeps us awake at night okay but it's worth fighting for nonetheless it's worth striving for it's worth struggling for it's worth crying over we can never deal with what's going on unless we deal with ourselves okay and I don't know which part of the book I'm putting that in but I'm going to write some of that down